0: It's Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert. Did you know that God has planted extraordinary and unique gifts inside of you? But things like fear, insecurities, lies, and even past wounds keep us from receiving God's best and releasing those gifts into our world. This show is a safe place you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics that will help move you confidently in the direction of your God-given dreams. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, who's become a really good friend of mine. Ashley Willis is the author and co-author of seven books and scores of viral blog articles on issues related to faith, mental health, motherhood, and marriage. Along with her husband, Dave, she co-hosts the popular Naked Marriage podcast and Marriage Today TV program. Ashley's resources have provided encouragement, hope, and practical instruction to millions around the world. Ashley and Dave live with their four amazing sons and their spoiled dog, Chi Chi, in Keller, Texas. In today's show, Ashley and I got real about what a naked marriage really looks like, as well as her story of overcoming anxiety and her advice and resources she recommends to anyone walking through anxiety. You're gonna wanna be sure to stay tuned until the very end for a way to enter to win a copy of their book, The Naked Marriage. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into my conversation with Ashley. Hello, Ashley. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to get you on the show. I have so many Questions to ask you. I'm not sure how we're going to get through them in 30 minutes, but we're going to try. So, (laughs) yeah. So, in the beginning of the show, I, I did like a formal introduction of you, told them all about you and what you and your husband do. But I would love if you could just kind of sum up like, pretend you and I hopped onto an elevator together and I was like, hey, I'm Rachel. And you said, hey, I'm Ashley. And I said, hey, What do you do or where do you live or tell me a little about yourself? What would you tell me on that maybe 30 seconds or less elevator ride up?
1: (laughs) Sure. Well, I would say I'm Ashley Willis and I'm married to Dave Willis and we have four boys, you know, a wife and and a mom and I love it and it's crazy. It's as crazy as it sounds. I have a passion as well as my husband has a passion for helping marriages and encouraging marriages. We don't consider ourselves experts, but encouragers, because I believe that all of us can always improve our marriage and we never really arrive because there's always something we could be working on. I love Jesus and and I believe that I would be flailing completely every single day of my life. And I still do sometimes, but if I didn't have him in my life, I don't know where I'd be. (laughs) And um, I love to have fun. I love to laugh. If I could do anything on any day, it'd probably be travel somewhere with my family.
0: Oh, I love that. Where's your favorite place to travel?
1: You know, I like to go a lot of different places, but my most favorite place that I've been is probably Ireland. It was just amazing. I went there two years ago, and I want to go back. I saw the southern part of the country, and I'd like to go see the northern part of the country. Was that for fun or was it for ministry? It was actually just for fun. So um, Dave and I do travel a lot for ministry, for marriage conferences. But this was just one of those bucket list items. And we had an awesome babysitter agree to watch our kids for six days. And so we took that opportunity and went there. And it was amazing. So if, if listeners have not been, I highly recommend it. <laughs>
0: all right. I'll add it to my bucket list. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. So if I had just met you in the elevator, I'd be like, all right, let's be best friends. I, I love this. So <laughs> um, yeah. awesome. Okay. So I actually remember I'm pretty sure this is the first time I, I, w- I guess, it's not meeting you, but that I got to know who you were, it was, I believe, at an EXO marriage conference that you and Dave were speaking at. So I just remember that, and then I think somehow we connected online, which... This is one of the reasons people know I love online. Obviously, online doesn't replace in real life friendships, but it can definitely bring for people sure. together because you and I have now met in person to have coffee. So, <laughs> you know, right. so, right. yeah. So I love how the Lord um, does this connection. So I am curious. I mean, you guys, you and your husband now work for Marriage Today. Am I? Is that correct? We do. We do. Yeah. Yes. And so, but that all started back, you correct me if I'm wrong. Did it start back with blogging?
1: It did. Yes. It kind of, we didn't really set out to do marriage ministry. We've always had a passion for it, but it just kind of happened one little step at a time. And it all really started with a Facebook page, believe it or not. And my husband was a pastor for many years and he came home one day, not distinctly remember. It, and he was like, you know, there's always people, you know, who he counsels pastoral counseling. And he said, and most of the time it's marriage. And he said, you know, Facebook is really where so many eyeballs are these days. And this is, this is back when you know blogging was so widespread on Facebook and it was kind of starting to to gain a lot of momentum and he's like you know really there should be more stuff about marriage on Facebook and he's like somebody should really start a page and I kind of looked at him and I was like yeah i mean i guess you could start a page you know and at the time we were having i think we had our third we had just had our third child and so i was like knee deep in diapers and nursing and all that kind of stuff and so he started a page and it was anonymous and he started putting just memes on there with bible verses and little kind of short mini blogs. This is right before he started blogging, put little mini blogs on there about just practical marriage advice, all biblically based. And then eventually started blogging. And then eventually I started blogging because people were like, you know, I can tell this is from my husband's perspective, but I would also like to hear a wife's perspective. And so we both started blogging and addressing different marriage issues that many of us deal with. And little by little, the page really grew. And I really don't believe it's because Dave and I are amazing or anything like that, I really just think it's that people need help, including us, like that we all need help in in trying to be the best husband or the best wife that we can be. Even as Christians, you know, we we know the God who created marriage, but we can all fall into these seasons where we have trouble. And Dave and I, you know, one of the, the things we always try to do with the marriage page and with our ministry, with our with marriage today and going to the conferences is we try to be real and authentic because like I said, you know, we don't have it all figured out, but we do know the God who made marriage and who does have it all figured out. And so we're very honest about our own struggles. Early in our marriage, we went through all kinds of different struggles that were really hard to get through. But we still go through different seasons where we have to address different things and different uh, maybe bad habits we've fallen into or parenting issues. You know, there's always something that that needs to really come out in the open. And so that's why we we say that, you know, we strive to have a naked marriage and we think it's that, that everybody should strive to have a naked marriage and nakedness isn't just physical. That's an important part of it, but it really is about being honest and being open and addressing things before they become, you know, this stronghold in your life and marriage.
0: Oh, that's so good. You know, the, one of the things I pulled from where you guys are now and, you know, the ministry you have is that you saw a need and you stepped up and you met it, you know, and that's so I love how simple that is, because I think a lot of us see needs every single day and we think, oh, that is a need, but let's hope somebody else goes and meets it, you know, where, you know, that's we right. kind of just let it pass us by instead of just being meeting the need. Right. And so I love that you guys yeah. were like, oh, there's a need okay, let's, let's, let's fill it. And that's super simple. (laughs) Yeah. Super simple. I love that. Um, And then I also love, and I think that's probably why I'm so drawn to you and your husband and your ministry is that you guys are real. So obviously this show is called real talk with Rachel. I don't always have, it's not always about marriage, but I knew, Uh, it's exactly like you said, it's interesting. I can't help but wonder if someday I'll do an offshoot of some kind of marriage podcast, just because it's amazing to me whenever I get feedback from my listeners, it is very common, the marriage thing, you know, it is a common thing across the board. So I do believe a lot of my listeners are married. But even if they're not, I feel like so many people can glean from the things that we're going to talk about today. Maybe it's somebody who's single who wants to be married, you know, and oh, my goodness, that, Can you imagine if more single people would actually like dive into marriage resources before they even got married and and things like that. So I know it's going to just be, you know, an encouragement for everybody. So when you mentioned that you guys like to have that naked marriage, can you explain the what that means, the realness, the transparency, the vulnerability?
1: Yes, it really goes back to uh, the very first married couple, Adam and Eve. You know, I, I think we all know, you know, as a Christian, if you've just opened up the Bible, you've probably read in Genesis about Adam and Eve. And we always talk about them being the first people that God created. But I think we often forget that they were also the first married couple, the very first married couple. And so I've always been so fascinated by them and how we look at them as a married couple and not just the first people, but the first married couple. And so if you go to Genesis 2, it talks about God creating them and it says he blessed them And it says that they were naked and unashamed. And what I love about that is, yes, they were completely naked and unashamed because they were physically naked, but they also had that, that not having shame part meant there, there wasn't sin in their life. There weren't secrets in their life. My, my husband likes to say they weren't, they didn't have anything, you know, that they were hiding under their sleeve because literally they weren't wearing sleeves. And so, (laughs) you know, it's just, yeah, it always makes me laugh when he says that, but, um, It's just complete honesty. They're not holding back anything. And for just one moment in time, you see this unity they have with God and and each other. And as the story goes, you know, it doesn't stay that way because the serpent enters the picture and starts to tell them to doubt God and starts to tell them to step out of the boundaries that God has put in place for them. And then they eventually believe the serpent over God and they think that God is holding back something from them. Uh, to hurt them and we know that's not true but they step out of the bounds they go eat from the one tree that he told them not to eat from and that is where you first see shame enter the picture and it says that they try to hide their bodies from each other and they cover up their nakedness but then they also try to run and hide from God and then they start blaming each other and in marriage i think you know we still do this today we the minute we stop believing what god has for our marriage we we have this lack of trust in God and one another and we try to hide from each other. We try to hide our real feelings. We try to hide um even our dreams and we hold back and we start maybe even forming, you know, inappropriate relationships outside the marriage because God made us to be vulnerable creatures. And as married people, the the number one person on this earth that we're supposed to be vulnerable with right underneath God is, is our spouse. And, 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 you know, we have this desire to be open and honest, but I think so many times we don't know what to do with that because we live in the society that says you can't trust anybody. Like you don't really know anybody. And so you need to always have an exit strategy. You need to have one foot in the door, one foot out because you just never know. But when we go into marriage that way, we're really setting ourselves up for failure. And this is something that David and I've learned the hard way. I mean, we, in the beginning of our marriage, we did keep secrets from each other. And we talked very openly in detail about this in the book. But Dave, he had a struggle that he had with pornography before we got married. He had a, a long struggle with it, had, had kind of tried to deal with it on his own and never really told me about it. And when it came in, you know, we got married and he thought, well, I'll never deal with that again. And then it kind of, you know, Satan came right back in that serpent came right back into the picture and he struggled with that again. And then eventually I found it. And I you know, lost trust in him for a while. It was devastating to our marriage, and we had to work through that. And we realized in that moment, and there were many other moments like that of different struggles, but in that moment in particular, that we had to be honest with each other, that there couldn't be anything that we would hide from each other. And that means things from before we get, got married and you know, things when we're married. And what I found is as hurtful as it was to find that that pornography on our computer and to have to address it with Dave, as hurtful as that was, once we really brought that out in the open and we dealt with it. It was like God brought us closer to him and to each other than we ever thought we could be. And I, I think so many married couples are afraid of what's going to happen when they do come out with the truth. but the honest the honest truth about it is is that God will heal you. But it's kind of it it is hurtful and it's hard in the beginning because it's ugly in the beginning. It's like getting out that dirt. It's getting out you know, the, the, the mess that is inside our hearts, inside our minds and giving it to God. But what God does is he makes it something beautiful and he uses, he uses that mess and really draws us closer to him and shows us, you know, our need for him and our need for each other. And that's what he did with Dave and I, and it, it, it made us stronger. And so whenever we talk about the naked marriage, you know, we tell people getting naked, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary and it's kind of, you know, people hold things back because they're like, I don't know if my spouse will accept me or love me or think the same way about me if I really tell them the truth. But I'm telling you, when you come out with it, you'll get closer than ever before. And you'll you'll really realize that there's no better way to be than than having a naked marriage.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so good. And it's so needed in our, just our society and our world today. You know, I have a Similar testimony, except for our marriage is a little backwards for most marriages. I am actually—I was the problem child, not my husband. <laughs> and, um, which you know, we all have our stuff, so I'm not. Oh, I'm we not, do. We you do. know, I'm not. I'm not completely <laughs> letting him off the hook. But um, I, we had a situation that I want to say it's been—I I wish I could remember how many years ago now, probably five or six, at least years ago, where I had gone to a conference and the Lord convicted me of something I had never shared with Matt from before marriage. Yeah. I had just tucked it so far away that, to be honest, I had forgotten about it. You know, like I just, whoop, we're just going to stuff you down there and pretend like that does not exist. And when he started talking to me about telling him, I mean, I got just physically nauseous. I was like, oh, I really don't want to like, and I spent days talking myself in and out, in and out of, oh, this is silly. We weren't even married. You know, it doesn't matter. Like all justifying it. I finally, because the Lord would not leave, like when I would go to have quiet time, he'd be like, so how's that going? Talking to your husband. I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) okay, so we don't get to talk about anything else until I come clean. And and I did. And it was the same thing where it was, it was, it was uglier in the beginning. And I absolutely had to fight the Uh, fight the thoughts of that was stupid. Why'd you, why'd you, why did you bring that up? You know, why did you, things were great. You know, I mean, we were getting along fine, but two things happened after, after the storm, (laughs) when things, you know, after we, things got ugly and everything, of course, at first, but then after the, on the other side of that, two things happened. One, our marriage went to a whole new level of intimacy. I mean, you can't even, you can't even put words to how much closer we got on all the levels, you know, physically, right. spiritually, emotionally, everything. But me as a person, I got freedom that I didn't even know I needed. Like, I was basically in bondage to a secret. Right that was weighing me down I didn't even know it was weighing me down you know and so that's really my heart behind the whole vulnerability thing of what what we don't always understand is we think it's a secret we think it's hidden but whatever is hidden literally has territory over us you yeah. know so anyhow and then my relationship with the Lord changed I mean it was just total night and day difference so I appreciate yeah. you sharing that story If you guys too
1: I just know that there's no better like it it is so scary, but it's that thing that needs to happen, like you said, or it's or you're being held back personally and in your marriage.
0: Yeah. Okay. so if somebody listening today is feeling stirred, like, you know what, I would like to be more open and honest or or maybe I do have something I want to share, but I'm nervous to where would you tell them to start, especially if maybe they've tried it in the past and their spouse did not respond well or something like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I know that's where a lot of people kind of are. You know, I would say just start with with yourself with with going like like you did, Rachel, going to your your spouse and saying like, I have this thing on my heart that I've never told you, but I really I want us to be close. So I want to tell you about this. and And it doesn't have to be like some big, deep, dark secret. Sometimes it's your preferences. I mean, sometimes it's just things you prefer that you've never really told your spouse. And so like you're harboring resentment because it really, you know, just like in the word it talks about like the little foxes that, that kind of spoil the vine. It can be little things that can turn into big things. So start there with just things you've never talked about that are like little idiosyncrasies maybe that you have, cause we all have them. Believe me. And my husband, he, he, lovingly refers to it as the list and he'll joke about it. So it's kind of this little joke between us of like, Oh, I'll put that on the list. That's something you don't like. And I'll keep that in mind, you know, and it's not just about your spouse, but just about just how you, what you prefer, what you don't prefer start there and it can be kind of a more lighthearted way to go into it. And it's like the more you talk and the more you share your heart, the easier it is to go into those more major things. And so start with that. You know, I I remember, and I, I talk about this more in the book, I, I hate being served like I hate um, I don't mean like at a restaurant, but like someone making my plate for me at like family gatherings or like I just grew up in a house where it was like buffet style. Like you go get your own food. And so Dave grew up a different way. His his parents like they would make full plates. It was just a really sweet way to serve each other, especially after we had had, I don't know, our first or second child. I was trying to lose weight and watch my portions. and Dave was still making my plate, buttering my bread, like being really sweet. But I hated it. Like I hated it so much. And it would make me like I would hold back because I think I, I know this sounds ridiculous and I don't want him to think I'm a total weirdo, which I totally am. and He knows that now. But I just thought I don't want, you know, I don't want to say anything because it's a sweet gesture, but I still hated it. And so one day, like 10 years into our marriage, I was like, I hate it when you do that, you know? And so that's what happens when we hold stuff in is we eventually it just bubbles up and then it splurts out and it's not in the way that we intended. It's maybe in a hateful way or maybe in a a really like intense way that we you know really could have avoided if we had just told him right out of the gate you know I really don't like that I love you for whatever reason I don't like this you know particular way that you do this or or this thing whatever it is because it saves us from from being hateful to each other because we we are always supposed to tell the truth but we're also supposed to always do it in love and in that moment I didn't do it in love and so it was kind of I know that's a silly Um, Example, but it shows you that it's those little things that can really get a foothold and can cause resentment in our marriage. And so, you know, I just learned I have to just be honest. It's better to just be honest. And we all are a little weird and we have little idiosyncrasies that we all need to come out with. And when we can address those in a calm way and maybe in a funny way, because you can even joke about it and say, I know this is so weird. I know that most people love this kind of thing, but I don't. It just kind of, I don't know, it takes those layers off and it, it just reveals more of who you are to your spouse and it can ease into those more serious conversations later.
0: Oh, my goodness. I love how practical this is, because that's so true. I'm, I'm the exact same way. It took me years to be able to just <laughs> be like, hey, I don't like that. Or I don't even like eating at that particular restaurant or whatever it is. But um, especially if, if anybody's listening, you guys know the Enneagram, I'm a nine, which is a peacemaker. So my, uh-huh. uh, it's hard for me to always be like, actually, I don't like that, you know, or just to share right. my thoughts or my opinions or whatever. And so um I love that you made that so simple, though, because I think that's really wise, especially if you have maybe been in a marriage or a relationship that you haven't been super open and stuff. So yeah, just like, I just love how simple that is Of is. Let's not start with the big stuff. Let's just, what's one little thing that you could talk about <laughs> and just be honest about? Yeah. And, you know, also, one thing I have found in my marriage is that my husband actually receives um, better from me if I'm talking to him with a sound mind. So if I can oh just, God. you know, honestly be like, Hey, you know, I just, you know, would love to talk to you about this instead of, like you said, the emotional vomit ah, and like yelling out all the things yeah, at once is. and, you know, erupting. And
1: men, that, that's so true. Most men, it's like, they just, they don't mean to, but they just turn off. Like, uh-huh. like if, if they feeling like, and honestly, I mean, for me too, I don't want to be Screamed at or ranted at, you know, and so yeah, you're so right. That I love, I love how you said that with coming to our spouse with a sound mind is yeah. <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah. Prayed up too is awesome. Like pray about it. God will give you the words and you'll have the courage too to tell them whatever it is that's on your heart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So I know we're going to shift a little bit different directions right now. I know um, part of your story is. And you you can tell your story, because I don't know the full story, that you've dealt with some anxiety and depression, right, in the Absolutely. past, or I don't know where you yeah. are on that journey. But can you share a little about that? Because I know that is actually one of the most downloaded topics on my podcast was the one about anxiety. Yeah. So,
1: Oh, it, because it's so huge. I mean, I'm not surprised about that, because it is such a huge issue. But it's one of those issues, especially as Christians, that we feel guilty about and we don't talk about. And the church, too, I think it's getting better, but it doesn't know how to address it either, because they're like is it a sin? Is it not? And I just want to say it's not a sin. I mean, clearly God knew that many of us, you know, suffer from this. And that's why he talks about worry and anxiety so much and says, do not be anxious. Do not worry, you know, pray about this and stay connected to me constantly, you know, focusing your mind on the right things, replace, replace, uh, lies with truth and all those sorts of things. And so for me, it started very early. Like when I eventually realized what I was really facing, I could look back and and realize I, I it really started in my in my uh, teenage years, and uh, kind of was coming and going through there. And when I got married, though, it just came on full force. And so, you know, we got married, and and I was so excited to be married to Dave. I mean, I was like pinching myself. I love him to death, and I knew God had brought us together. But for whatever reason, we were having honestly some family dynamic problems with with my family that caused me a little bit of an identity crisis. And, you know, I just got married and had this huge life transition. I was living on my own for the first time with my husband, trying to figure out how to be married. And it just hit me hard. And it was the mixture of anxiety and depression. And I would have many nights where I'd wake up and I'd feel physically ill and I'd have to run to the bathroom and throw up, you know, because of the toiling in my stomach. Cause there are physical manifestations for anxiety and depression, even though, you know, you can walk around and people can't point you and necessarily say you have it, you're feeling it inside. And for me, it was like this constant, sinking, heart feeling, sick stomach feeling that I just couldn't shake. And then when it would get really bad, I would have the heart palpitations of an anxiety attack where I couldn't breathe. And I would just, I literally have to slow my breathing down and I'd have to pull over the car sometimes and just pray and try to breathe and try to, to calm, you know, my, you kind of get that fight or flight, those symptoms where, where your body is just going full force. And, and you feel like you're having a heart attack sometimes. And that's where I was. And it was happening all the time. And it went on for about four years. And in the beginning of it, I didn't tell Dave, again, I wanted to appear like, you know, you, we, we want to have it all together. We don't want to burden our spouse. We tell ourselves, oh, I can handle this. I don't want to burden my spouse. But I learned very quickly that I needed to first and foremost, admit that this is a problem, this is going on, and, and bring it to the Lord. But I also had to tell my my husband, and he knew something was off, clearly. And I started, you know, waking him up in the middle of the night, just saying, can you pray with me? And I would have tears running down my face. And I would even, I would say some of the lies that that were going on through my mind because during this time, Satan was just, it is a spiritual battle. I mean, it's very much a spiritual battle as well as a physical, you know, battle and mental battle that we're dealing with. But it was like Satan would come at me and say, you know, Dave, is going to leave you. You're not the woman that he married. You know, you're not the person that he fell in love with. He he's going to leave you and you should tell him that it's okay for him to leave you. And this would be a constant lie in my mind. And so sometimes I would wake Dave up and I would say, "Listen, you just need to leave me. I'm 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 really a damaged person. Clearly, I'm not even the Christian I thought I was. I um, you know I was doubting my own just whether or not I was saved. I was doubting whether or not God loved me. I mean, all these Horrible lies that Satan was putting through my mind constantly. And Dave, you know, took that opportunity in my most vulnerable moment, in my in my need in the neediest time in my life. And he would always look me in the eye and he would always say, Ashley, you are not damaged goods. God loves you. I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. And he would pray with me and he would tell me verses that I needed to hear. And um he helped me find some resources, uh, some books that I could read. And at that time, there weren't podcasts. Gosh, I would have listened to every kind of anxious, you know, Christian uh, podcast about anxiety and depression that I could get, you know, my ears could listen to because I just needed to fill my mind with God's truth. And so that's what I did. I, I would read every every book on anxiety I could get my hands on, and I would write down verses. I would post them in my bathroom. I would post them in my car, just so that I could be reminded of His truth because it it talks about in the Word about how we have to take our thoughts captive because we're going to think about all kinds of crazy things. We can't necessarily control what, you know, thing might pop into our mind, but we can control whether or not it stays there. And I had to really learn that it's a battle to, to basically tell that thought to leave. And sometimes I'd be in my car and I'd be having those horrible thoughts and feeling those horrible feelings. And I would literally out loud be, you know, saying like, God is healing me, you know, I am not going to succumb to to anxiety today and I'm claiming the victory in Jesus name. And I would even, you know, in, in the word, it talks about Jesus experiencing this, okay. Being tempted and experiencing anxiety. And in those moments, he would quote the word. He would quote the word when Satan was tempting him. And then he would say behind me, Satan. And it just, it brings me so much comfort to know that our Lord and savior went through this. Okay. He knows what this is like. He knows, you know, the toiling That all of us, really to the nth degree, He's experienced it all. And so we're not alone in this. We have a God who loves us. We have a Savior who's been there. And we need to go to Him with with these thoughts. And we need to ask Him to replace them with His truth. And I will tell you, if you're listening to this and you're having these symptoms right now, it's it's not something that goes away quickly. um, But it is something where God will walk with you through it. And he will draw you closer to him than ever before. So for me, it took about four years and it wasn't like one day, poof, it's gone. It was like little by little, I felt it lifted because it felt like this horrible burden on me, this weight on me, this big dark cloud on me. But I wouldn't want to go through that again, but I will say that God, God showed me his presence and his power and his grace more than any other time in my life. And when I do have little moments, because, you know, when you've gone through anxiety and depression, You can sometimes be prone to that. I I can recognize the line of thinking that can lead me down that road, but I can stop it before it goes there. And I'm so thankful that God showed me that. But it's like in those moments where I start to feel that little tinge of anxiety, God just immediately reminds me of how I'm. I'm more than a conqueror because of him and that I can get through anything because of him and that he is with me and that he has delivered me from this. And I'm so thankful for that. So whoever's listening, who's going through this, I just want you to know that you're not alone in this. There's literally millions of people all over the world who deal with this on a daily basis and you're not damaged and you didn't do something wrong and you aren't you know, doomed for life. I think that was another lie I had is I'm just going to have to live this way. Like I'm just going to have to live sad all the time. I'm going to have to live Anxious all the time. And I just want to tell you that you don't have to live this way all the time. It is a process, but God will bring you through this and He can and will deliver you through this.
0: Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. And I know you just totally released some people listening of just the just all the truths that you just spoke. And that you wrote a is it devotional on anxiety? Yes.
1: Okay, what's the name of that? It's called uh, 31 verses and prayers for the anxious mind and heart. And if you just Google that or go to Amazon or just even put an Ashley Willis on Amazon, it will come right up. But it's short. Like I, I always joke and say, like, the last thing an anxious and depressed person need, needs is like more on their plate and more things that appear like burdens on their plate. So I made it specifically to be very easy to get through. Um, it it opens up with basically a letter to the person who is dealing with this, but it also has a letter to the spouse who had, who is was married to someone who was dealing with this. Because when you're married and you're, you're walking, you know, watching your spouse go through this, you feel helpless. You know, I know Dave felt like I want to take this from her, but I don't know how. And so this is something that you can even, you know, pray for your spouse with this book, but it's very much for the person who's going through this. And each day I started with with, you know, it's 31 of my favorite verses that helped me through this period in my life. So it starts with a verse that you can memorize and meditate on all day. And then it ends with a prayer, a short prayer that is specific to what people deal with in anxiety and depression. Because sometimes I know when I was going through this, I didn't even know how to pray. Like I didn't, I was so burdened with it. I didn't even have the words. And, you know, we can be comforted in knowing just like it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit will you know talk to the Lord for us he knows what's going on in our mind and heart but it's good to sometimes be able to put words to what you're feeling and what I'm hope, hoping that this book can do for people is you know give them verses they can cling to but also in reading those those prayers and saying those prayers to the Lord and knowing that they're not alone in this I think so many times Satan wants to isolate us and make us feel like we're the only ones dealing with something but the truth is we're not that that we have a god who is is walking through us with this but we also have so many brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world that are dealing with this and saying these prayers, Uh, we can know that that we can get through this, that God will get us through this.
0: Thank you for bringing that point up about feeling like you're walking through it alone, because that's a really big heart behind this podcast for me is I love to bring people on who talk about things that helps the listener go, Oh, my goodness, I'm not alone. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Oh, my goodness. This is a thing. And so yeah, that's an awesome, awesome book. Definitely grab that. I have a just kind of a curious question If somebody in your life was walking through anxiety, is it a good gift to give them or does that, would that strike them weird?
1: No, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and I've had people, you know, ask about that because especially if they've shared it with you, if you, if they've never come to you in person and said, I'm dealing with anxiety, I wouldn't get, you know, I wouldn't give it to them because then they're going to be like, Oh my gosh. So I look anxious or I look different. <laughs> but if it's someone who shared their heart with you and said, I'm dealing with anxiety again today. And and you're that person that they, they've gone to absolutely get them this book. You know, I would even recommend, I, people always ask me, well, what were those books that you read? Um, I definitely recommend the devotional. Cause I, I even, I mean, I've given it like my, I mean, I'll be honest, my, my own teenage son has dealt with some anxiety and he has gone through this book. So it's not just for, you know, women. I mean, this is for men as well, but I would also recommend battlefield of the mind by mm. Joyce Meyer. It's, Old book, it's been around forever, but it helped me tremendously. And it shares her journey, but it's also completely biblically based, and it's awesome. I also would share um, Beth Moore's Praying God's Word. It's topical and it can give you verses. And in fact, I think they make it now where there's perforated verse cards. So you don't even have to write down the verse, you can just have it ready to go. And that one was one that I loved as well. So anytime, you know, there's something that can help someone break out of that, that stronghold or that line of thinking, you know, definitely share it with them. I think it's so good when a friend comes to you and is honest about their struggle, it's always good to give them a resource that helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love the Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. That was actually my first book I ever read that made me realize, oh, I can control my thoughts. What do you know? (laughs) I was like totally blown away. Like, huh, I don't have to live with these thoughts. Okay. That's yeah. So I love that. I I actually recently bought that one for a friend. So yeah, really good. And she has it in a book format or a devotional. So Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those resources. So sure. as we wrap up today, I would love for you to share a little bit more about your, um, the naked marriage podcast and your book kind of just, absolutely, yeah, whatever you want to share about that.
1: Sure. So our podcast, you know, it's a free podcast and we go through, cause we, we do conferences all the time. We talk about marriage all the time. We put all kinds of stuff on the marriage page all the time on Facebook, but we wanted to do something where we take it topic by topic and we are basing this on question and answer answer sessions either that that we do live at our events or that people send us because people are constantly sending in questions and we want to make sure we're catering it to to the people out there you know not just what we've dealt with but what everybody is dealing with and so we go through different topics we talk a lot about sex we talk a lot about financial problems, you know, raising kids and how that can cause some, some uh, problems in marriage as well. If you're not on the same page there, we talk about communication. We talk about how do you pray for your spouse? I mean, it, it goes, it's all kinds of different topics. And we're actually adding a new little five minute end to our podcast, which are usually about 30 minutes, where we actually are answering specific questions like, short, you know, answers to questions that people are sending. And so if people want to send in a question, like if they have this burning question about marriage that they've never heard anybody answer, if they can go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com and they could submit a question and we're going going to take the last five minutes of each of our podcasts to answer those. And so we're really excited about that, but it's, it's only about 30 minutes and easy to listen to if you're in the car. If it's about, you know, sex, you may not want to have your kids with you listening to it. But other than that, you know, it's very family friendly. Yeah. And then our Naked Marriage book is it's it's basically talks a lot about how do you practically have a naked marriage? Because I know we've touched on it here today on this podcast, but it really goes through the nuts and bolts of how you actually have a naked marriage. And then it shares a lot about our own testimony, our own story, how we live out the naked marriage in our own story. And it's not going to look the same for everybody, but I love hearing people's stories because it helps me to kind of see my own story in theirs and how I can apply that to my own life. And so that's what we do in the naked marriage. And there's even a 10-week study that goes along with it. If you want to do that in the back of the book, you can have videos that go along with it too if you subscribe to Marriage Today's XO Now, which is basically like Netflix for your marriage. It's really awesome. There's our videos on there, but a lot of awesome videos from Jimmy Evans and other marriage teachers. And so I highly recommend that too if you're looking for something to do with your spouse.
0: And to uh, subscribe to that, do they go just to marriage com or where do they yeah. go for that? Okay.
1: I believe if you go to marriage today.com, you'll find all of this. You'll see kind of at the top, all the different things you can subscribe to, whether it be the podcast or EXO now, or if you, even if you want to get a book, you can get it on Amazon or you can get it from marriage today. So lots of different options there.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I know my husband and I years ago, uh, became rock solid partners with marriage today so, and we get on. those DVDs in the mail yeah. every month and highly recommend all the resources. So definitely check that out. And all these links will be in the show notes for those of you listening and driving or doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Don't worry about that. So um, yeah. And uh, I'm curious, uh, one last random question. What has been your most downloaded podcast topic?
1: Or do you know? Oh, goodness, I believe it's the one Anytime there's sex, people don't necessarily like on Facebook, they're not going to share it, but because they're like, I don't know, you know, but it's always the most watched or the most downloaded. So we did one where I believe it talks specifically about oral sex. And so that one has been downloaded quite a bit. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and, talking about it, you know, if it's a sin, if it's not a sin and and those kind of questions. And that's, you know, we want to be honest about these things. And I think sometimes in church, we're like, oh, can I ask that question? And so Naked Marriage goes there. Like we go there, we'll do our best to answer it. We can't answer it. We'll try to to find out more about it. And and it's all biblically based. And so, you know, we want to be able to talk about the hard things or the the questions that nobody, you know, everybody's kind of scared to ask, but really needs an answer to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm always just curious about that with podcasts, because it usually can just give you insight into what the greatest need is or what people are curious about or, you know, just kind of stuff like that. So I'm just like, oh, it's just interesting. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people connect with you online if they want to find you?
1: Sure. Um, you can go to com, and it's going to connect you to our Facebook page. It's going to connect you to uh, Marriage Today and all that we do there. And then if you just if you just go to Facebook and put in marriage, it should be the first page that comes up there. And then if to connect with me personally, I have a, my own page there too. And if you go to Facebook, it's just Facebook.com forward slash Ashley Willis Encouragement.
0: Awesome. And you guys are on Instagram too, right?
1: We are Dave and Ashley Willis. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah, Ashley. So you can find them all over. I would definitely recommend following them. Lots of encouraging stuff and not fluff, real talk. So yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, Ashley, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask, would you mind closing us out just by praying over the (laughs) listeners? However, whatever topics you'd like to pray over them. Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Lord, thank you so much for this time with Rachel. And thank you that she's willing to have real talk, that she's willing to be open and honest and draw people closer to you in the process. I just thank you for all she's doing on this podcast, Lord. I thank you for all the listeners right now who are listening to this podcast. I know it's not by accident. I know you have a specific word for each of us, Lord. And I just pray that we allow that to sink into our mind and heart. I pray for those who are married, who are listening, Lord. I pray that you strengthen marriages through this and and let them know that, that their struggles are not to be kept to themselves. So they need to first and foremost, bring them to you. But secondly, if they're married, they need to bring them to their spouse because we're meant to be burden bearers together, Lord. You don't want us to go through anything alone. It's never his problem or her problem. It's always our problem. And I just pray today that that they come together and go through those those struggles together, Lord, because we're going to get through them better when we bring them to you and to one another. I pray for those who are not married, Lord. If they're wanting to be married, if you put that in their heart, Lord, I pray that you open their eyes to the right person, Lord, that they don't settle for anything less than your best, Lord. And I pray that you bring them another God-fearing person, a person who is after you, Lord, who loves you and wants to have a life that is sold out to you, Lord. And I thank you so much for all that you're doing in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Wasn't that such a fun and insightful interview with Ashley? I appreciated how real she got about all things marriage and anxiety related. And I am very certain someone listening needed to hear her words. To enter to win a copy of the Naked Marriage book, you can simply text the phrase NAKED MARRIAGE, that's all one word, to the number 44222. Again, that phrase is NAKED MARRIAGE the number on your cell phone, 44222. All right. And then for additional resources and to connect with Ashley online, you can find her at ashleywillis.org. And that website will be in the show notes as always. I pray that today's episode encouraged you to get real, live free, and pursue your God-given dreams. And we'll see you back here
1: next time on Real Talk with Rachel.